Hello, everybody. We're having the big show, and it's me, Jack, and who else is here? Me, Tanner Greenring. Anybody else here? Well, hey, it's me, Marissa Flaxbart. Well, well, well. Ooh. Look who came <laughs> crawling back. Oh, well, I was thinking last night how, oh, man, we'll catch up. We'll say, oh, I haven't seen you guys since before there was a global pandemic. But we definitely recorded episodes of each other's podcasts in 2021. So it's just one of yeah. those time things, yeah. you know? I fond memories it's been of it. a while. Yeah. It was a, it was a landmark. It was a beacon in a stormy time for me. Yeah. Two beacons, even. What's- I was so surprised and delighted to get an email from Marissa Flaxbart. I promptly ignored it, and that's not on you. I just know that I know that Jack is also CC'd, and I thought he'll he'll take care of business. It's kind of his sure. role. He's the businessman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it seems like you guys had a lot of lovely correspondence. Yeah, quite a bit. It was yeah. it was nice. Yeah, back and forth. Mostly, and, uh, and then the I finally dipped in whether you would respond to confirm a date yeah. or not. <laughs> and then and I dipped I in once you... you guys had landed on one. I thought. Yeah. Perfect. That's the night of my sister's wedding. I am officiating the wedding. <laughs> so that's going to be But tough. you didn't share that for a while. You sat on it like a lovely little morsel for a while until we were right up on the edge of it. And you're like, now is my time to pounce. <laughs> now here we are two weeks later, and yeah. the wedding is done. My sister's still married. Great. Last Congratulations of, le- longer than Kim K and wow. whatever that guy's name was. Talk about Chris happily Humphreys. ever after. That's great. Right? Yes. Wow. Chris Humphreys, topical. So anyway, I'm, I'm an impressive poll. I'm aware that now I've been um, the ball is in my court. <laughs> uh, so I finally get caught up on all the details, and I'm delighted to see that we're recording today, October 28th, and Marissa has come to us with a suggestion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorites, Rogue One. Definitely like <laughs> my favorite, like prequel. Oh, I, I see what's happening. Canon. Yeah. Star Wars movie? It's the one thing about Star Maybe Wars. Maybe my favorite Star Wars movie. That, I don't know. That you and I agree on, Tanner. It's the one thing you and I agree on on Star Wars. We both like Star Wars a lot, but we have extremely divergent opinions. But I think you and I both agree to set aside our differences when it comes to the novel that Marissa has chosen for us today, Rogue One, the Rogue absolute One. best Star, Wars, Star Wars movie that's not. Like prequel. Star Wars, yeah. like prequel. Yeah. Beautiful. And the whole time you're like, I really like this. I'm really enjoying this book. But the weird thing is, why are none of these characters in any of the uh, later movies? And then you realize why. I was surprised as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not a lot of spaceships in it. There's yeah. There's not a lot of romance. (laughs) (laughs) Which maybe you don't know what the show's about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's subtextual. Subtextual romance. Yeah, if, you, if you're reading it right, you can find romance anywhere. I don't mind, and you can pick up on a lot of the romance stuff. I su- I assumed you were suggesting it because Andor just came out on Disney Plus yeah. too. Yeah, it's good kind time. of tied in. I'm glad you brought um, it. Up I think you can pick up on a lot to. more of the romance subplots on Andor. Right, I'm really excited right to talk about the movie. Well, we'll let's we'll, get into it. We'll dive into it this week. We're reading a novel. We're discussing a novel that Marissa suggested to us uh, called "A Rogue of One's Own." <laughs> Uh, or so, Rogue One okay. for sure. Rogue right. One. Yeah. Rogue One for sure, yeah. Um, did, you, did everybody know that that's what Rogue One was short for? A Rogue of I One. I assumed it was like a typo. I or like maybe that was like the official title of the movie. Yeah. I didn't get it. It's the I think it's the novelization, but they t- it's a lot different. It's worth experiencing both media because <laughs> they take really different directions. Yeah. <laughs> one entire additional cat more in uh, this book than in the... Uh, Pivotal cat. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, 
Tanner, you and Marissa have something in common now, uh, which is that you both enjoy uh, making me read cat murder media, don't you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's something um, you I both quite like, isn't it? Is is making Have I have I made you read cat murder you media? Me, I made you well, watch maybe watch the cat murder movie. The famous cat yeah. murder movie. What's it called? That's not cat how I remember movie. it. Um Lady Has Sex with a Fish Man. Lady Has Sex with a Fish Man is a famous folks, uh to who haven't been caught up. There's an Oscar winning film in twenty fifteen, something like that, called Lady Has Sex with a Fish. Fishman that Tanner made me watch, and I—I I was like, I heard the title, <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, sign me up. Uh, it turns out it's a cat murder movie. It's mostly about murdering. Mostly a cat. about eating cats. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, this novelization of Rogue One it does have some nice cats in it, and uh, only some of the cats are murdered in the movie. Um, not to be that name dropping, you know, uh, high rolling podcaster guest, but I did recently uh, get a chance to virtually meet the actor who plays uh, Sexy Fishman oh. in said film, and he was oh. a delight. How lovely! A very kind, a very kind man. Um, He's a, he plays all the skinny guys and all the things, right? Yeah, yeah and especially Guillermo del Toro things. Really, Guillermo yeah. del Toro was like, this is my man. Um, I really want to apologize to you, Jack, about the. Cat murder. Now, while I can't take personal responsibility for the cat murder, (laughs) I think that what happened is that I repressed it in my subconscious. Because there is a cat. There's a cute sort of, like, clip art cat, purple cat, on the cover of this book. And the cat is an important part of the plot, even. It's like a surprise Chekhov's cat plot device. Um, so I totally forgot about all the cat murder that is a very, uh, very uh, chilling. I do think people should read this because it's a fun book. It's not mostly about cat murder, I should say. It's largely about cat murder, actually. <laughs> it's pretty, like, instrumental to the right. whole thing. Because bad. Yeah. What, what makes you think, boy, this guy is a bad guy? It wouldn't be a romance oh, novel And it turns a bad Tristan dad. into such a tender soul, too. Yeah. So we should say about the book, I think. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, uh, it does have mostly nice cats in it who are fine and are uh, kind of used as a very elegant and sweet plot device. And I did cry at when I the plot device with the cat was revealed, and it was nice. Yeah, and like prize show yeah. cats. Yeah, they're prize show cats. Uh, it's a novel called A Rogue of One's Own by Evie Dunmore. It is fun and funny. It's the second and or sequel, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's second, second, second in the and or sort of lineup. Yeah. It's just a letter away from being able to remix into Andor being in the author's name. Oh, yeah. Darn it. Yeah. I'm sure she <laughs> If only her name that. was A.V. Dunmore, then <laughs> yeah. it would be in there. But <laughs> Marissa, quick question. Did you read the first one? I yeah. did read the first one. Yes, I Is did. Is it about the uh, her friend, the duchess and it is indeed so and in in that book the first book is about lucy tedbury's friend the duchess and in that book tristan ballantyne comes up and he's kind of scary he's like he's so roguish that he uh, people warn the her friend from the first book uh not to be seen with him because it will ruin her reputation so he has a big uh you know now we get a chance to see what he's really like and you learn there's more to a person you know everybody's got their own things going on you're more if, than your reputation if there's one thing i've learned from my time in the romance minds it is that a rogue is not a rogue usually no <laughs> i also think evie dunmore must have forgotten about that because now he has trading cards in this one. Oh yeah it's like cool. he's like a he's like a teen bot <laughs> model what do you call yeah. those teen, teen bot model no that's what it is yeah <laughs> 
Um, we should say the it's like book. A cover boy. A cover boy. Yeah. Should we say what do we do now? It was kind of we're in limbo a little bit about how we say right. the book. Yeah. And I'm excited too to know that you guys maybe have had a refresher in how the book ones work because I I am a big fan of Strange Bedfellows. I did have been listening all along. I've and I forgot. I realized also I forgot how the book ones work. How we do and, the books. Um, yeah. Well, we do the plot. I guess I can. We do. Last time we did what thirty seconds each for a ninety second total plot. Yeah, I think Ooh. we did. And it's like a baton pass, yeah, that's so intense. we don't stop the we don't stop the clock. Yeah. Oh, what's so there's that no called? messing around. Beautiful corpse, exquisite corpse, exquisite oh, yeah. corpse. Okay, so we're gonna do because this is a book. Each. It's long. I think that Marissa is going to do the best job. So, does anyone know anything I'll go about first. relays? Is it best to have your best person in the middle? I think so. Okay, all right. So, I'll go last. That's going to be bad. I'm going to do a I'm going to do a pretty bad job. But I we'll see. If you can just if you can get me there, we'll do it that way. 30 seconds from Tanner, 30 seconds from Marissa, 30 seconds from Jack. We're going to get this whole thing out. Do you want me to time it? Yes. Yeah, please. On and you mark. have to signal us on the baton pass. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tanner, I would like for you to begin now. Okay, okay, okay. So um, there's sort of a, a preface. Ten seconds have passed. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so we're on the planet. Lamu, uh, Galen Urso's there with his family. Commander Krennic arrives and says, <laughs> like, we need your help completing the Death Star. And he said, no, I'm, like, retired. And then he kills uh, his wife and his daughter, and young daughter, Jenner. So flees. Commander Krennic. Uh, so we have. Uh, I'm. I really want to yes and you here, but I feel my seconds ticking away, and uh, uh, the there's a man like and a woman, and the they track. both own a printing press. Uh, the woman is Lucy, and she is a suffragist, and her family hates that she's a suffragist. So th- she's a lady, but she lives in a sort of like reckless way, and uh, she has to share this printing press with a rogue who used to tease her as a kid, but he's secretly always had a crush on her. Okay, you guys, I really wasn't, as the, as the weakest runner on the team, I wasn't expecting the comedy of errors that happened. T- Tanner started off running in the wrong direction. You've got the baton, Jack. <laughs> I haven't started the timer yet. Oh, all the power, right, because you're the timekeeper. Uh, there's a rogue, he, but he's not as roguish as he seems. He's always liked her since he was a little boy, and he buys <laughs> half of that. the steak into in the printing press, and he uh, uh, tries. He Covered. helps her. Covered. He makes an <laughs> offer to her to uh, what the if they uh, have the sexual relations uh, in exchange for uh, he'll give her shares to the printing press. Uh, she eventually agrees, but he's not so roguish as that. He um, he uh, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it, and but when she, it turns out that she is lustful for him. They do uh, have relations, but then his da- mean daddy is making him be engaged to somebody, and that's all the time. Get I to have. the get to the database on Scarif. Oh yeah, and then they blow, the everyone Star. blows up. It's a mm-hmm. they blow them up. Yeah, <laughs> they, and they, get, they do get the plans up. out for the Death yeah, Star. Yeah, they do I get think. the plans out. So it's sort of happily ever after in terms of the plans go out for the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking Rochester is like Tristan's dad, and he keeps the plans for the Death Star in this big mm. tapestry that there he has go. hung on this his wall. You're just coming up with this? Tristan wow. comes in, and he's like, your Death Star, I'm going to poke at this hole, the one hole in yeah. the whole tapestry. I'm going to poke yeah. my pen knife or something into the hole, and I'm, it's going to unravel. And you care more about these plans than you do about all the citizens of, I don't know, Alderaan. 
Scarif. Scarif, yeah. Alderaan is, a diff- is later. So yeah. the fun thing about this novel, and I assume series of novels, is that it is uh, tied into the suffragist movement. And what's her name? Lucy. Lucy Tedbury? Lucy Tedbury, the termagant of Tadbury, uh, our heroine, is conflicted by her two desires in life, which is one, to be an activist and advance the cause of the women's movement, and two, to be pretty horny for this rogue. And who's going to win? And can she do both? And I think the answer is probably both is fine. Yeah. She really struggles with it, though. Yeah. She doesn't think it's possible. Or eventually it's like, she's actually worried, ultimately, what if I'm so horny for you that I don't care about uh, women's rights anymore? <laughs> yeah. That's, you know? It happened to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did it? Oh, speak on that, Tanner. <laughs> it happens. It can happen. <laughs> yeah. No, she's specifically really excited about something called the, uh, or excited is a weird way to put it, but the Married Women's Property Act. Um, so yeah. this book is like a stealth delivery vehicle for um, information about how shitty it was to be married for a long time uh, in... Uh, I don't know, the Commonwealth or whatever, probably everywhere. And uh, how women were, when you got married, essentially you became, you know, all of everything that you had and that you were was tied into your husband and his ownership. And so Lucy and her buddies, and throughout this series, which is um, creatively named A League of Extraordinary Women. Oh, good. Whoa. Whoa, That turned that right on its fucking head. (laughs) Do they have the same powers as the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? (laughs) <laughs> Listen, you, like I said before, if you read it right, you can find whatever subtext you need. I mean, you guys know this. I don't have to tell we you know that. Yeah. It seems like Lucy's power is, well, she has steel eyes or something, right? Doesn't she have, oh, that's like, cool. Like Colossus, but, like, very limited. That's in there. I didn't mark the page, I'm afraid. But I brought you guys this book. I thought that it would be fun to have a cat book so again sorry about the cat death and i loved uh, it i should say i was razzing you about the cat death i was upset when uh, in it turns out in the past the the mean daddy and there's always a mean daddy in these books but the mean daddy who made the rogue Mm. be a rogue and retreat into his roguishness instead of just being the nice man that he is really inside him all along uh when he was a little boy did drown his cat and it was it's briefly only briefly mentioned and most of it's nice cat stuff right so how perfect how perfect (laughs) is that um but it also falls into the category of like almost only kind of uh genre of romance novels that i personally read which is central uh, regency first of all and Mm -hmm. secondly a central character that is like so audaciously progressive that nobody else in the, like she that she's like an outcast in society. Oh yeah, and somehow uh, finds uh, the like one man in all of her you know county that is also like ov- eventually willing to be on her wavelength in terms of the it's, idea that um, women's rights are cool. It's funny. He, it's like. He's not like the character himself is like it maybe never really thought that much about women's rights, but he's like yeah. such a kind of like such a revolutionary in his like attitude towards society that when she like shows him some literature, he's like, yeah, cool. I'm down with this like counterculture shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> right. And I think it is actually, I mean, not to get uh, too earnest here, but I think it is actually pretty well supported by the whole, his whole relationship with his mother who kind of like, you know, lost 
lost her faculties a little bit after his brother, who was the firstborn, died. So this is one of these Regency romances where the second-born son, uh, you know, of the whole, the spare son is yeah. suddenly... He's got to step up and take the inheritance. He's got to step up. And so his dad is all, you know, hot to trot about him providing an heir to continue the Rochester line. And meanwhile, his mom is really mistreated by his dad. So, like, he's got the the woman that he cares most about in his life is subjugated by his father, who he hates, in the very way that uh, Lucy is so concerned about with other women. Yeah. You know, so. And yeah. Mean Daddy isn't just a cat murderer. Sorry to keep bringing it up. I feel like I've said it more than it's in the book, but it really did stick <laughs> with me. Uh, he is um, using the infirm mom who he's kind of kept locked away in a, you know, a, a rest home uh, as leverage to make the rogue right. do, like, marry some, you know, society lady. Instead of do what he wants, which is to be a rogue, but in fact, what it really is, it turns out, is to marry his, you know, the girl he's loved since he was a little boy, who's this suffragette. She's cool. Should we, and yeah. I say this with deep regret. Okay. Yeah. But since we're talking about Tristan Valentine uh, Valentine yeah because they make it's like Valentine with a B so like all the ladies are in love with him the society ladies and they have make Valentine's cards and and several gentlemen including um including um Oscar Wilde we have to talk about Oscar Wilde I don't want to derail you but we have to talk about sorry yes and I'm derailing myself because (laughs) the 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 issue at hand is Valentine yeah. And while we're here, while we're talking about him, while we're talking about his it past, it gives us no pleasure to do intimate this. details. Mm. Yeah, you know we are Bingus butchers. Yeah, uh, cold. Yep. Passionless. passionless. Yep. Uh, and it is our duty, our obligation to sort of root out. Yeah. How the, long that dong? Sort of. Yeah. How long that dong? Yeah. The girth. Yeah. Uh, no, need to check the girth. It's a segment that we like to call. Girth check. Did you all find any evidence with which to uh, base your um, estimations on? Because it's occurring to me some. that while this is quite a sexy book, there's not a lot of um, bingus content. Yeah, that's a technical There's term. a little... I got a sort of inference to the size. Yeah, I got some too. I definitely got a strong signal on the iridescence. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you and I have captured separate passages. So I think this is going to be kind of a, if you'll excuse the phrase, a meaty segment. Okay. Um, And we take no pleasure in this. And And we take no pleasure in this. And it's not not something, it's not something we ever, we're not casting judgment, you know? Yeah. But it must be done, you know? I have little to contribute here, but I do have my book. So if you want me to read anything, I'm happy to provide that service. Um, this is an early chapter. They're sort of like, before they've realized that they're in love, Lucy and Tristan, they're kind of having a little bit of, they're, they're rivals. Mm-hmm. He's sort of this rakish playboy and she's like a suffragette. Not that those two things are opposite necessarily. They are in this book. He's, um, he's interested in doing it and she's interested in doing the work. That's nice. I suppose, so this is what she says to him. And again, I take no pleasure in this. I suppose where the chase is the aim, names are but tedious details. And he says, I wouldn't know. He sounded bemused. I never chase. What a worrying degree of self-delusion. He tutted. Have you not read your Darwin? The male flaunts himself. The female chooses. It has ever been thus. Beware the determinedly chasing male. 
He is hoping that you won't notice his plumage is subpar. Okay, that's interesting. Whereas yours is, of course, superiorly large and iridescent. And he says, I assure you, it is not iridescent. Okay. So sort of confirmed by implication, large, fine. It's like a a romance book hero. Yeah. He's going to have a huge dong. They always do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But rarely iridescent. Rarely iridescent. It sounds like we've, we've... not gotten like lucky here tonight. We haven't pulled like a shiny out of the pack of so, Duke okay. Dick <laughs> <Yeah>. trading cards. <laughs> we haven't so. caught them all yet, right? So it's large and we're and not iridescent. So large and not iridescent. That's so it's dis- yeah. it's a little disappointing. You think you're gonna get like close when you hear like, oh, we're yeah. talking about iridescence. No, that's that was one of the moments where sort of she set me up for something. That, that I can yeah. market. That I can sell. I'm just a bingus butcher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to pass judgment. You're not going to sell any binguses when you have a big sign that says, not shiny. <laughs> yeah. May I read the passages that I pulled as well? Please. Please. Um, so I thought we could... I don't know whether this is within our purview as bingus butchers. And Tanner, you can tell me. But I feel like there's an opportunity for us to expand a little further in this realm. The other passage where they referred... I'm interested. ...to how long that dong in the book is the following This is like one. Shark Tank? Yeah. What's your pitch? Heat poured through her. Her breathing was the loudest sound in the room. She was touching a man's Jesus. part, an astoundingly Whoa. hard, hot, and heavy part that briefly made her wonder, how? How would it work? So I was thinking we could go to WebMD. Interesting. Yes. Perfect. And I think we will just sort of like preemptively get a second opinion because I will also go to WebMD. And, you know, we're Bingus Butchers and that's uh, in fact, in some ways, this isn't in our purview. But when we hear something that sounds like it might be somebody having a medical emergency of some kind, we're not going to just like let them die in the street. When I was in college. Yeah. um, You're going to love this story, Jack. When I was in college, my friend of mine worked at Whole Foods as a butcher. Perfect. And one time he was butchering into a cow's leg and a putrid smell came out of the leg that made him throw up all over the place. Lovely. And it turns out that the like bone had rotted inside of the cow's leg. Great. And just her pig's leg and just like festered in there. And it was full of like disgusting like rot. What a great story. And that is what we're trying to prevent, yeah. and that's what we're here to <laughs> okay, do. Right. As two bingus butchers, we don't want to. St- we don't. We're not here to like pass you along. You guys finding bad- a lot of bones in there when you're doing your work with the axe? <laughs> Those bones sometimes in there. It's our it responsibility. Happens. Yeah. It happens to root out some of this stuff. Um, so I'm on the WebMD symptom checker here. Um, yeah. And so, do we have a sense of his age, Marissa? Maybe you can help us. They say her age. I think we it's get a like sense. sort of mid thirties. I, I felt yeah. like that he's in his like yeah or maybe early I, I 30s. Think, yeah, because I think she's something like thir- twenty nine. She's and he's an old only maid, a few years older than her. So yeah, yeah. I would say early thirties. Let's say thirty one, male. Okay, and so the main symptom. What type your main symptom? I think so. Well, let me just go back to the passage. Astoundingly hard. So I'm gonna put so astoundingly hard in stiffness here. Stiffness is what I'm oh. gonna put. Okay. So this yeah. is why we're this is we're two different doctors, you know. Okay. Yeah, we're two different. Do- so uh, shall I? Okay, a second yeah. opinion. Yeah. Shall I say joints feel hard or harder to see? The joints would be hard to see. Oh, hard lump in joint. I think that's what that is. That's what. Does she go into any any further detail? Because my options are neck stiffness, shoulder stiffness, wrist stiffness, or morning stiffness. Oh, morning stiffness for sure. In All the, right. It's in the wee hours of the morning. 
Okay, so hot. Fever. So I'm just going to say, uh, do you want to say hot flashes? Sure. That's what it sounded like. It seemed like it might have come and yeah. passed pretty quickly. Okay, so I'm going to put hot flashes in here. And then heavy, heavy part. Okay. So I'm going to say heavy. Uh, Groin feels heavy is an option for me, so I'm just going to do that. Okay, I'm going to put heaviness. <laughs> Feeling of heaviness and groin. I didn't know I had to go to the doctor for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think for, if, if past this prologue, when we plug groin heaviness into WebMD, they always think it's a hernia. <laughs> so I'm it pretty worried is. about this guy. All right, well, so I've maybe got it is. feeling yeah. of heaviness in groin, and we're ready to move on to see what he's got here. Um, and they've got, worryingly, Tanner, I don't know if this is true on your page, but they've got a picture of this guy, and he doesn't have a bingus at all. <laughs> Uh oh! Well, been I don't think we're going to get a very accurate diagnosis. Then <laughs> I'm worried about this doctor now. <laughs> mine won't. Mine won't continue. Why won't it? S- what? What is? Stuff? I'm going to put and then okay. snuff. I, I, oh, yeah. It's not snuff. in the pages. I'm just thinking. You know, he hangs out at those nightclubs. We know. know. Oh, probably smokes. like opium. He's probably in like opium. opium. Dens. I think there's some kind of. Okay, uh, yeah. Sex group sex parties that he has attended once opium or twice. Tincture. Who knows? So I'm going to say oh, his medications tincture. are alcohol, liquid, and <laughs> opium tincture. Um, are you just not able to continue, Tanner? <laughs> yeah, I, I just closed the tab. Okay, so it's down to my it's doctor. All on you. And then uh, one stumped us. Got out. Past or current conditions. You're like house. Like you're I'm the house. doctor everyone turns to when no one else has the answers. <laughs> you know, it's never lupus. It might be lupus it here. Might be, this one might. This one might be lupus. Um, so, do we have any past or current conditions? He. We know that he was in the war. He was shot, wasn't he? He's and been beaten. He was uh, shot by uh, his father. So flogging. I'm going to put in. No result for that. Huh. He was shot. I'm going to put shot in the war. Which war? I don't know what war it would have been. Uh, wow, they're giving like me a the... lot of results for this. But oh, bleeding in the head. I'm going to put alcohol intoxication there too because it did come up somehow. Okay, I think we're ready. War of eighteen twelve. I didn't know that. Really? Was... Okay. Napoleonic Wars. All right. Are we ready to get our results? Yeah. I'm ready. I want to know how it uh, would work. Okay, we've got four possibilities here, and they're all pretty bad. So uh, these are all a fair match. He could have whooping cough. Aw. He could have. I don't think they were like inoculated against that at this point. So sickle cell disease. He oh, could be having a, a hemorrhage. Of some kind, and I think what Likely. is happening is that he's having a stroke. Fun, yeah, it's fun, fun results. It's a, it's a brain um, attack. <laughs> not as much penis stuff as I was anticipating, and maybe mine would have gotten there. But he stumped medical science over here. All well, the greatest minds in Connecticut. I think it might be because of the figure in the first place, right? Yeah. If the little image didn't give you the option to click on the area. Oh you right, know, it was yeah. already. Oh, and did you, uh, Jack? Did you put not iridescent? Oh, I forgot to put that. So maybe it's... A, I was going to say, The though, only data point we had. I do think that Evie Dunmore, if she were a responsible author... I loved this novel. I had a lot of fun with it. But I think she should have stopped the book at that point and just checked to make sure he was okay because he's showing all the classic signs of a stroke. Um, I mean, fortunately for us, as yeah. biggest butchers, and I hate to be this cold yeah, about it's it, it's not but a problem. <laughs> I don't think a stroke affects the quality of the meat at all. <laughs> That's nice. So what we have on our hands is yeah. a... It's large. It's not shiny. A large, non-iridescent be dick dipping us. Yeah. 
Uh, on that note, and we're flipping our little sign on the yeah. butcher's door. From yeah, shop's closed, folks. Yes, we're open. To sorry, we're closed. <laughs> Hanging up our little hats. On that note, I'd like to take a little break uh, and come back and talk more about this scintillating novel. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to... um, Make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, Like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. Their online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, and in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Tanner. Yes. <laughs> say something about the book. Um, okay. I don't have access to any of my notes. <laughs> um <laughs> And it's actually something I meant to resolve over break, but instead went upstairs and said goodnight to my son, okay? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jack, let me go um, grab my other computer. It's right over here. I'll be right back. Banter, okay, please. perfect. All right, great. Marissa. Oh, cool. We're doing this. Great. Say yes. something about the book. I have so much to say. Okay, And one perfect. of the things so that I nicer. wanted to s- <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to tell you what I have to say, which yeah. is one of the other reasons I thought you might really enjoy yeah. A Rogue One's Own is that it has a high poetry content. Lots of poems. Lots of poetry. There's new made up poetry and yeah. there's tons of like real, real you know, ass poetry. There's a lot of Tennyson. Poetry. There's a lot of Wordsworth in there. Um, and there's a beautiful poem by... I assume it must be Shelley, one of the romantics, uh, one, maybe one of the lesser romantics, possibly oh, Byron. Who you think of as a lesser romantic? I'm trying to think professor. of that. So here's we'll we'll get to it together. I've for some, I've briefly forgotten his name, but Byron said of him when he became poet laureate, he turned his coat and would have turned his skin, which is a pretty sick burn. 
Who was oh, Byron like, saying? Uh, like um, lizard people. No, it begins with a C for sure. Southey. No, it was Southey. It was Southey. Southey. So that's a lesser romantic. Southey with a C? Southey with an S. It doesn't. I was thinking of um, Cooper. But listen, uh, I'll read you the poem. It's beautiful. I don't know who it's by. It goes like this. Hark, who hears the kitten's cry, so sweet, so soft, so yearning. She's lonely in the black of night, and those shadows so concerning. Her sibling's gone, the bed so cold. Where is master, to whom she's sold? Christ, the scansion on this is impossible. Oh, it's such a cruel fate to mew and shiver, fear and wait. But here comes young master after her demand. Her caress doth fear destroy. Cupped gently in her master's hand, the kitty purrs again. With joy. It's really a cat heavy book. And it's a lovely, yeah. beautiful poem. I thought we should could spend a little bit of time kind of analyzing it. And, you know, I sure poetry no. corner. It's perfect. Po- yeah, this is now do we corner. want to put this poem in the context of the story? Because it is rather droll. It's rather droll, yes. <laughs> but the situation is that the the author, at least you know, um diegetically in the book, the author of the poem is a cousin named Cecily. Yes. She uh, we don't know where the poem came from originally, of course. So the the source might be <laughs> Coleridge Suthy. Okay. Yeah. Uh she presents this poem to Tristan, who she is trying and nearly succeeds in uh marrying a kind of by force. It's complicated. It's it's an important part of the book. And the thing is, she tells him this poem over dinner because she's learned that he is, in fact, an amazing poet. The author of the famous anonymous poem book, Book yeah. of Poetry, some call it, uh, a pocket full of poems, yeah, which the ladies love. Good it's name. an important plot yep. point that I think we neglected to mention in our otherwise comprehensive 96 yes. flawless. down of this book. Otherwise, and flawless. <laughs> The last thing I'll say about it is that while it would have been very clever of Cecily to recite this uh, pussy poem to her uh, very experienced, in theory, uh, would-be paramour, he's pretty sure that she's not in on her own joke. You know, he hears the the poem and he's like, oh, that would be a dirty poem. I don't think she's aware that it's a dirty poem that she's written. It's just bad. (laughs) And it doesn't scan. No, that's part of what he hates about it, I'm sure. It's a sweet moment. Yeah. He's kind of a freak, so he does things his own way, you know? That's what I'm proposing. Um, He is kind of a freak. Here's chapter 29. Perfect. When Tristan spotted the three bulging hemp bags at the center of her drawing room, he stopped dead in the doorway and whistled through his teeth. Okay. 420 friendly. That's great. (laughs) Three bulging (laughs) bags of hemp? (laughs) Wow. They are progressive. Yeah. I thought you were going to say- Sign me up. I thought you were. This is say what the that- suffragette movement is about. Yeah, this is the future <laughs> liberals want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the past liberals want. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say that because he was uh, like wolf whistling at these bags, that he was horny for the bags. Well, I mean, horny for smoking up all that. <laughs> sweet she does hemp. say toward the end of the book, she points out that he is um, attracted to older women, and he's basically like, listen. Men, we don't care as long as they're shaped like a big bag of mail. Tanner, that's all I care about. That's exactly what he says. I just finished the book, and that is definitely what he says. (laughs) Like a borrow your gift for the artful segue. Yeah. Speaking of horny for the bags, um, yeah, please. We have a little segment that we like to do on this show when we read romance novels. um, That is uh, called Two Prude Dudes. Yeah, we um. 
It's my favorite. <laughs> we haven't done it in a while. We're I know. I miss it. I miss <laughs> it. Horrified by the idea of Congress. Hmm. Yeah, we're horrified by the idea of Congress. We like to read the books because they're full of poetry and uh, cats, progressive politics and nice cats, and they're well-written, and this one was Rokes. a really fun one. But then they go ahead and ruin it by putting smut in the books, don't they? So mm-hmm. we're going to try to fix... The- There's actually not a lot of smut in this one. It's fairly low-level smut as it goes. So folks who share those... Br- our prudish proclivities need not fear too much, but we are going to take one of the it's scenes not explicit. that's described um, that I think is a little, just goes a little bit too far and we're just going to fix it up. Too horny. Yeah, it's too horny. Hose it down. We'll fix it up together. Um, and Marissa, I hope you'll be an honorary prude dude and it's three prude dudes. It doesn't quite have the same, you know, assonance, but three. it's fine. It's tough. We'll work Tweed. on it. Three twee. <laughs> it's, my, it's my solemn duty to crack this for us, you guys. <laughs> All right, no, no. Uh, forget I said anything. Two prude dudes and also Marissa. Yes, there we go. That's perfect. Two prude dudes and Marissa. Two. Tanner, please focus in. You got me. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'll read this passage um, that is, I think, too horny. Uh, We'll take out the horny parts. We'll put it back with something that'll work, honestly, better. You don't need to put smut in your novel to make it good, and this will actually be better. Um, And then uh, we'll we'll go. Yeah, we're like we're like Will Smith when he called out Eminem and said, "Actually, you can do rapping without swears." Yeah, it turns out you can do rapping without swears. And Eminem definitely didn't get the the last laugh on that with a famous line in his (laughs) most popular song of all time. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, just stop me when it feels like it's going too far, and we'll fix it. Okay. Great. His th- his thighs were pinning her skirts to the settee. What's that? Uh, it's like kind a, of chair? a divan. I think thighs. <laughs> I think thighs. Understood. He's right from the start, thighs, thighs feels is already a, little... a problem. Okay. Certainly is... got me a little hot and bothered <laughs> thinking about this guy's <laughs> thighs. Okay, should we pick another part of the body, or is that all together? too problematic you know what is you know what i have in the house is uh i've got one of those like it's like a plastic bug catcher sure oh you get really they're sticky so you can stay away from the no like you hold it it's like um you squeeze it and it opens up and it catches oh yeah and you can like gently catch the bug bug sure yeah so he's using the bug catcher to sort of lightly press her skirts yeah, onto a well, divan. He said it says onto pin, divan, yeah. so I was thinking we could do was a like sexy a sexy for me as well. Yeah, maybe we could be like the people's elbow, you know, like what I the think, rock does. So I want to try to consolidate our metaphors here, or me- or like just like the the tools that we're working with. Because if we got a bug catcher and we're also in a wrestling ring, let's just let's, let's go bug catcher. Let's close it in. Right. Otherwise, I think we're at risk of circling back to it being sexy all over. So again. let's just have it be a bug. His his humane bug catcher was gently pinning the spider to the settee. Is fine, honestly, or Devon. We'll say Devon. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, Devon is a little clear. I like Devon. Yeah. Keeping her legs trapped, and that's what happens when you get a spider in the bug catcher, isn't it? Sure. And it's traditional to refer to spiders yeah. as you know, female Charlotte. Yeah. You know, yeah. other famous Well, spiders. one thinks of Black Widows, you know. Love that. She, she could bite him. That's fine. Sp- the spider? Yeah. The she yeah. is the... Yeah. Uh, but she could smell the arousal on him. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. How about bug spray? Yes, but I she don't, could, that, I I think don't that's great. I don't know if that's... 
a problem yet, and I'm honestly maybe a bit, a little interested in seeing where it goes. <laughs> I gotta say, okay. I'm gonna this veto. spider who's aroused by this man. I like the bug spray. Okay. Well, it just kind of follows, right? Like the spider yeah, can't. She would bite him, but she could smell the sort of insect repe- repellent. You're not interested in it at you know all what? in exploring. Here's what we can like, do. Here's what we can maybe do. Maybe like a I've got good spider news. man. I'm, I'm King Solomon here. We can do both. Okay. I all love right. it. I love that. His humane bug catcher was spinning the female spider to the divan, keeping her legs trapped. She could bite him, but she could smell the bug spray on him. And felt the heat of his urgency. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And we get a poke. Yeah, she would. And the only, and knew that the only thing stopping him now would be her asking him to stop. That wouldn't happen with a spider, but it's not prob it's not too horny. Well no, because I think what's about to what comes next is she's she's not oh. gonna ask him to stop. And the words did not come. Okay, yeah, which would happen. I think um, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Okay, with an angry moan, she slid her hand down the flat plane of his stomach. Uh-huh. What's a noise that a spider no. makes? Chit- oh, like gosh. a chittering. Chitting. With a chitness. Little. Scurrying. Yeah, and it wouldn't be uh, hand. Chitness. What's, um. Yeah. What does a spider got? You know, furry legs? Mandibles? Yeah, mandibles. You can say furry legs. I think that's fine. Okay. Well, it depends on the spider. True. Uh, frankly, and this is my fantasy, I'm so I'm do- thinking something a little more. Carapissy. What noise does a spider make? I just want to get it right here. It says pur- a wolf spider produces a purring noise. Ooh, purring uh-oh. noise. Mm. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's it's less uh, risque than moan. Although... Yeah, we could say chitinous purr, and that makes that really takes the Ooh, sexiness right out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, with a chitinous well. purr, she slid her. What are spiders' legs called? Yeah. What about the foot? Spider foot. Yeah, let's spider just, foot. Or we could just say tarsi. You want me to Google what's a... Yeah. Yeah. Tarsi. <laughs> okay. With a chitinous purr... Let's get clinical. I think it's a good idea to get clinical. That's good. Yeah. She she slid her tarsi down the flat plane of his stomach. That seems fine. I guess she's escaped the catcher at this point. Over the front of his trousers. That would happen. I think I think he let her out. I think yeah. that's what we learned when you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called the tarsus. Yeah. A spider's paw is called the tarsus. You were so close. And found him hard. That worries me. It makes me think of penises. Honestly, I'm just gonna yeah. say it. Yeah. How about hard? Hard to what? You know. Yeah. Hard, hard to to climb. Mount. Is she going Are they up still or like... down? <laughs> oh, to what about what a spider suit? They in web someone, don't they? Found him hard. Hard to web. Hard to oh. in web. And then you're like Shakespeare because you're inventing mm, words, yeah. too, which is cool. I think that's going to work. Uh, he made a guttural sound. Is everyone okay with that? Do we want him to I do would. a chitinous purr as well? He's maybe trying to communicate with her. Oh, it's like first contact. Yeah, yeah. that's lovely. <laughs> he made his best effort at a chitinous purr. I want to make sure I've got chitinous right. I think it's a. It's just what... um. Uh, who's the guy who wrote Perdido Street Station? Oh, R.L. Stein. Perfect. <laughs> made of pertaining to a resembling chitin. Well, whatever. We're Ooh, going with it. Useful. Thank you. <laughs> Dictionary. I think that we can I'm happy to go along with him also attempting a chitinous purr if yeah. it's useful for uh, the communication lines to be open. I do think that in the new context that we've created, a guttural noise is still um it's, it's it, still fun. Maybe that's yes. just how he's trying to communicate. He so we'll just say he attempted his own form of communication in the form of a guttural sound. Okay. Uh, and his weight crashed down on her. 
Uh -oh. oh boy. Crowded her back into the upholstery. It makes me worry for the sure. spider, but it's not too sexy. And that sounds like she's okay. Yeah. 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 It was works. a tussle. That seems fine. A heated tangling of tongues and fingers, which is not working for me. The spider tongue. Yeah, I don't think they're called fingers. <laughs> um, well, should we is say patellae? Um, the spider's in his mouth. Is yeah, the spider it would in his have mouth? to be. Yeah, how could the how good the spider's tongue? Yeah. I mean, and that raises a new question, right? The the spider's, the spider's tongue? tongue called. Well, yeah. they say that like, most people are swallowing five spiders every day, and that's how this is how it happens. It's just rarely described in a romance novel. Right. Um, it was a tussle, so a heated tangling of tongues is probably fine, and we just say patellae. Pedipalps. Pedipalps. That's perfect. That's what a spider has instead of oh, a tongue. I love that. Two pedipalps. A heated tangling of pedipalps and patellae. And that's not sexy at all. No, no. but it does have a nice uh, rhythm to it. Yeah. Well, I guess and you would have to also add tongues and legs because there's a man <laughs> involved, too. Oh, yeah. A and then is it too sexy? But yeah, now that's getting a little too sexy. Hmm, just the hmm. words tongues and legs next to each other. Yeah. Read it back to me. Okay. Well, this is all in my head, Tanner, but um, uh, with a chitinous purr, she slid her tarsus down the flat plane of his stomach over the front of his trousers and found him hard to enweb. In his attempt to communicate with her, he made a guttural sound and his weight crashed down on her, crowded her back into the upholstery. It was a tussle, a heated tangling of pedipalps and patellae and... Tongues and toes. We could say tongues and toes. That's not too. Tongues sexy. and toes is nice. It almost yeah. sounds like it's sort of playful. Then and it I, kind of I just cuts, think undercuts that the, the alliteration the undercuts the sexiness in yeah. a nice way. So yeah. pedipalps, yeah. patellae, tongues and toes. Uh, it's just a tussle. Wow. Yeah, Dragging and heated off. takes on a new meaning in this context. Yeah. Rather than um, like horned up, it's meaning you know angry. Yeah. I know we're doing a fun bit for yeah. our show. Oh, okay. But I, I think we've got a oh, hot got property here. Really beautiful. No, this is going to be IP. Yeah. <laughs> pal, 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 palps and patella. Palpa pads. Tongues and Tongues toes. And toes. Tongues and toes. <laughs> it's really, if we can get some more alliteration in here, <laughs> I'll that's be really That's a series, happy. baby. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the first two books in the series. Pedipalps and Patelli, Tongues and Toes. You think well, like, oh, it's about it like a guy having sex with all sorts of kinds of like different or like someone having sex with all kinds of different Hustling. like bugs. No, yeah. it's about a spider having all sorts of <laughs> kinds of different sex with other things. I see. It writes itself. Um, the tongues and the toes, what they're doing is that they are dragging off clothes and untying laces until fabric ripped and she wrenched away. I guess that's fine in the context. I mean, it sort of sucks. He, like, ripped his... Yeah, but that's okay. I think sure. we can allow that. She gasped at the sight of the remnants of her chemise. That doesn't make sense, because it's his... It doesn't... She's not wearing clothes. No, but you know what spiders have that's a kind of silk-like? Hmm. They've got those webs. webs. Okay. I think they molt, too. So if she's working on in, in webbing this guy that she's hanging out with, and it's not working out... You know, all that uh, tussling might really rip some some webs. Webs, yeah. Okay. That's she what gasped I'm thinking. at the sight of her tussle-ripped webs. That's beautiful. Good. Uh, wow. Torn like paper, clean from her collarbone to her navel. Just get some quick spider anatomy here. Um, yeah. Clean from her chelicera to her spinneret. Mm -hmm. Mm. Ooh, that does sound kind of sexy still. But it's a little um, bit I, sexy, but I think yeah. for poetic reasons we can allow it. And also, we're learning, you know. Yeah, I know so much yeah, more about a spider's anatomy, which I, I guess yeah. is important to me now. 
She glared at Tristan, panting. We'll just say purring Chitness Lee. And I know that Chitness Lee is not being used correctly now, but it's what's happening. It's embarrassing. You're the only one that knows, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, get a hold on yourself. Of of or pertaining to Chitten? Yeah. Right. That's the issue. I think it can make a noise. I think it can make... That's what Chitness Lee... I think, to me, Chitness Lee is that like, noise that bugs make when they're like crawling along with their Chitten all over everything. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Chitten yeah. is... The, bu- uh, the shell of bugs. Okay, right? so that's fine. Yeah, we're good. You're perfect. Thank you God. You trust your instincts. I know, I should. He gave her a thin smile. This is me having a hold on myself. That seems fine. All right, we're going to... Uh, he I, said that to the spider? We can have him oh, okay. say it to the spider if you think it'll kind of turn the heat down a little bit. This Do you is throw me it in having there? a hold on myself? This is me having a hold on myself. This seems fine. Yeah, it's good. Um, his hands spread the ruined fab- the webbing. Yeah. Exploding, exposing her, and it says breasts here, but I'm kind of don't want that. I don't that. think spiders have those, unless ours could. Although, Which, I guess we're trying to make it less say, sexy. I think abdomen is going to be the answer here. Unless yeah. there's more spiders. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. He's made some sort of gesture, and suddenly, behind whatever he's pulled aside... There's more spiders. Sp- that's you know, uh, backups, you know, the infantry it. is here. I love it. This is me having a hold on myself. His hands spread the ruined webbing, exposing Oh, you know what? Yet more spiders, spiders lay their eggs in webbing. Yeah. So it could just be your babies, like a whole, yeah. like, millions of tiny baby spiders. Yeah. Ex- exposing millions of tiny baby spiders. And that's not sexy at all. No, terrifying. No. Although. <laughs> yeah. Getting all mixed up here. I don't know. Yeah. And Speaking his, of R.L. Stein, now we're on Fear Street. His head lowered. A rush of heat swept over the surface of her skin as her body arched up. That's what spiders do when they do that scary Chitten. thing. Have you ever seen a spider that does that? It's really scary. She let her head fall back against the settee. There was no stopping either of them now. This is all fine. He was in the grip of something stronger and older than reason, fighting a spider. Oh. Um, <laughs> and she wanted... Millions of spiders. Spooky. This is she sort wanted, of... Yeah, it's getting Poe. I'm getting Poe, you know? And not yeah, Poe po from Star Wars. <laughs> Older than reason. <laughs> I tried to beat you there, Tanner, and I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Not wow. that Poe. Quick not on the that draw. <laughs> well, listen. I know I know a thing or two. Um, all right, I'm going to try to wrap this up pretty soon. I have a lot more text, but let's try to bring the story to a close. She's back against the settee. There's no stopping either one of them now. Uh, something in the grip of something older than reason, and she wanted one last time. One last time. That sounds sort of like uh, Lovecraftian, the, yeah. in the grips of something older than reason. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like his mind is being flayed. Yeah. That's and that's terrifying. It's not sexy at all. It's not sexy. It's God. One we of have the to do like very things. little work. I think the the master stroke of yeah. turning her into a spider, which I think was Marissa's fault. Yeah, I think so. Has like completely sanitize this yeah. entire passage. That's one of the least sexy things I've ever read, but quite poetic. Yeah. And it works for and the book. spooky. Yeah. Uh, she offered no resistance when he shoved up her skirts. Come on, just adding smut back in when we've done all this careful work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do spiders wear? Um, uh, chitin. Get <laughs> over this, Jack. <laughs> yeah. It's chitin. How about a, like a carapace? Do you want to say ruffled her carapace? Does that seem okay? But why um, would how about she push back resistance? her spider babies? Because like he's trying to, 
Yeah, let's get the spider what babies. What are they doing? She offered no resistance when he gently picked up. This is a humane removal of a spider. And I want to be clear, because I you, a minute ago you did say they were wrestling. But are, is he trying to have sex with the spider? He's not. I think we can't have that, because that's the opposite of what right, we're trying. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think he's in a fight with the spider. The spider is okay. in his mouth. The spider's trying to get him all in tangled up the in the web. In the way that one <laughs> okay. gets into a fight with a spider when one is trying to humanely remove her from the house. Where the spider doesn't think yeah. that you have their best interests at heart. But I'm do. just saying, I think there's, there's probably a population of people who the story so far is not quite, not quite sanitized enough yet. Sure. In fact, I think by introducing the spider, you've maybe like... Do you want me to just put a line in here? Because I'm gonna, re- I'll, I'll do this whole thing at the end. Do you want me to put a line in here that at some point that it says he was not trying to have sex with the spider? Just throw. Maybe that we in. should just state it now. Yeah. Well. Okay. Where so now we we'll the, say that. Yeah. One. La- she wanted one last time. One last time. He was not trying to have sex with the spider. Okay. Clear. She offered no resistance when he gathered up her millions of spider babies. <laughs> Perfect. She had taken a rogue into her web. Perfect. Into her life, so a mad last tumble and a ripped bodice was a befitting goodbye. That doesn't just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think it's mad lad. That's what they say. <laughs> what if she's tumbling out of the door? There we go. Of the room that he's in. So a mad last tumble out into the what the garden or onto the veranda. Yeah, was a befitting goodbye. Um, <laughs> And then hold on to the dev, the the, the Devon. I'm just going to skip right to the end of the passage because it actually works for us here. Let me stay tonight, <laughs> she said. Yeah. Um, but he couldn't because um, you know you don't want to. He's allergic in the house. He's allergic. The end. The spiders. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. That must be a thing, right? And we'll just send that to Evie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can yeah, fix the, the book, and then it'll be and take mm-hmm. the cat murder out of it, and it'll literally be a perfect novel. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say, remember the time that weird... they they did the radio edit of that one Kid Rock song, and it was actually better than the original Kid yeah. Rock song? <laughs> this is like that. Um, hopefully she'll get it. Folks, we have to go. I think you both captured burns. I didn't, so I will allow you to briefly state your burns. I don't have one. Okay. Marissa, you, can, you are the sole carrier of the torch of the burn. So this is our segment. It's called Burn of the Week. Um, she can write a great book. She writes, yeah. It's a bit of a spoiler uh, for a twist. Okay. Toward the end of the book, where suddenly Lucy's estranged mother appears at her house, and she is the one who is trying to uh, secret Tristan's mother out of the country. She needs to leave Britain post-haste, her mother said. However, I prefer for her to stay in the familiar climes of Europe. Her son's death has left her a little unwell. Any added stresses from living among, say, Americans would be her undoing. <laughs> That's good. I missed that. It's a burn on America. That's beautiful. Yes. A nice, subtle burn. I feel like I should have caught that. Yeah. Lovely. It's a funny book. It's a fun book. We liked it. Uh, there's lots of nice cats in it. We won't... Re- you know what? We won't because we didn't get into it. The The cat plays a really fun role in the novel and it's worth... Uh, Instrumental. It's worth reading it just yeah. for that. I, just I, like I Men in Black. up a little bit. It's a lot like Men in Black. Uh Folks, that's all the time we have for today. Mm. I would like to thank you, Tanner, for bearing with us this week. 
You're welcome. I would like to thank you, Marissa, for bearing with us this week. Oh, it was my pleasure to bear with you. Um, I would like to thank the Bee Babies and the Bug Babies so very much for um, bearing with us and listening to mm-hmm. our show. Everybody, please go subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Join our Facebook group. Everyone's having a nice time in there. It is Baby Nation on Facebook. And rate and review it. the show. Marissa. Question. Okay, yes. Can I um, make a plug of my own? Yes, please. No. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> we'll take a vote would... with paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> it is not no, I guess go ahead. A, it's not going to be a plug for Sweet Valley Diaries, although the mission continues slowly but surely. Um, I have, since we last spoke, become a professional podcast producer. Impressive. I know, I know. Wow. And one of the shows I work on is a really great show called Feeling Seen, and in it, People we interview people like Doug Jones sometimes about a movie character that made them feel seen. It's a really really good show, so I want to make sure people know that it exists. So you would, for instance, like get a cat murderer on the show? No, never. <laughs> no, no, no. That would not be. Allowed. I would talk about how Doug Jones. No, an, <laughs> an actor who's played uh, a cat murderer is welcome as okay. long as they denounce cat okay, murder. You know, in their hearts. You know, it's just an actor has to take on you know, whatever role they're assigned, that's just the actor's lot, you know? And in this case, Doug Jones, he doesn't even talk about murdering or eating cats at all in the episode. (laughs) Perfect. It's really sweet. Um, This is an odd pitch, but hear me out. Okay. I think the porn version of your show (laughs) would be called Feeling Seen, S-E-A-N, and it would star a guy named Sean. I think the porn version would be called Feeling Obscene. Mm. Oh. But but obscene is spelled O B S E A. Maybe we can make it work. Yeah, too, yeah. <laughs> stars the guy Perfect. named Sean. Yeah, take that back to the folks on the show. It looks good on paper. <laughs> uh, everybody, please check out Feeling Seen. And where can people find you, Marissa? I am. Oh God, I guess I'm on Twitter at Flaxbart. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about how <laughs> how what a poor. Um, advertisement for me and my uh what i'm putting out in the world i do have a sub oh i have a i have a Substack there that I we put go out sometimes. Oh, it's yeah, called metaphoria flaxbart.substack.com flaxbart spelled like a sound my grandfather changed it so that it could be easy to spell created <laughs> a weird name in the process <laughs> oh it's that great. nobody knows what it is but it is phonetic flax it's it's Bart. all right there you there's nothing yes. to figure out nothing at all flaxbart.substack.com that's lovely you know Everybody subscribe to Marissa's newsletter. All that remains is for me to say that this week we read a novel. The novel we read was called A Rogue of One's Own by Evie Dunmore. It's really fun. Everybody should read it. I had a good time with it. It's one of the best Regency novels I've read, and I like Regency novels. Yay! Um, next week we're going to be... Ugh, Tanner, do you want to hash this out now? or? Ooh! Should we give Marissa a vote? Yeah, I'll just pick three from the list. So Sarah, Ooh, you know what? Statement. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna have a vote. I'm just gonna okay. make Marissa choose. Okay. So here's how this, this works. Is amazing. Sarah has painstakingly put together a list of rom coms. Uh, it's Thank really. You, Sarah. It's a very detailed th- spreadsheet. She got really into it. <laughs> uh, and I'm just gonna pick three, and you can say which one of the three we're going <sighs> to. I'm ready. Watch. The first one is in keeping with our theme, the truth about cats and dogs. <laughs> okay. The second one, you know what? It's been a while since we did Gwyneth, so Sliding Doors. Ooh. Ah. And then finally, 
you know what? I'll just say it. Gross point blank. Ooh. Marissa, All right. what are we reading next What week? an interesting trio of choices. I, I got to go um, with that beautiful uh, tie-in to the, yes. the In Memory of the Many Cats that we- What's uh, it called? It's Raining Cats and Dogs? about cats and dogs. Never Garofalo. heard of it. Janine Garofalo in that one. Yeah, come on. Oh, wow. Sarah, in her notes on this in the spreadsheet, has uh, helpfully said, it's Janine Garofalo, Uma Thurman, and some kind of guy, probably. <laughs> yeah. So. Or a cat. Or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, I will just tell everybody that my name this week has been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. I'm Marissa Flaxbart. And I hope that you find your cattily ever after. Fine. Yeah, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Ballantyne's humane bug-catching wand was gently pinning the spider to the divan, which is a chair similar to a settee. He was almost close enough to crane up and bite, but she could smell the bug spray on him and could feel the heat of his urgency. She knew that the only thing that could stop him now is if she asked him to stop, which of course she couldn't do because she was a spider. So the words did not come. With a chitinous purr, she slid her tarsi down the flat plane of his stomach over the front of his trousers, but found him hard to enweb. He made his best effort at making his own chitinous purr in response before his weight came crashing down on top of her, crowding her back into the upholstery of the divan. It was a tussle. A heated tangling of pedipalps, patellae, tongues and toes, dragging off clothes and untying laces until fabric ripped and she wrenched away. She grasped at the sight of her tussle-ripped webs, torn like paper clean from her cellari to her spinneret. She glared at Tristan chitinously. Get a hold of yourself, she said chitinously. He gave her a thin smile. This is my having a hold on myself. His hands spread out across ruined webbing, exposing millions of tiny baby spiders. His head lowered, and a rush of heat spread across her carapace. She let her mandibles fall back against the divan. There was no stopping either of them now. He was in the grip of something stronger and older than reason, fighting a spider. She offered no resistance when he shoved her ruined webs and gently picked up and humanely relocated her millions of spider babies. Note. It's important to clarify at this point that he's not attempting to have sex with the spider. She had taken a rogue into her web, into her life, so a mad lad tumble out onto the veranda was a befitting goodbye. Let me stay tonight, she said, but he couldn't. Because you don't want to keep spiders in the house. And besides, he was allergic. <laughs>